I'm finally back. Wow, it's really a long time. It's a long time, long time. But you know something? I don't give up. This is my home, and I don't care. I don't give up. I'm always going to come back. That's it. You know what? And I don't give up, you know? That's right. That's right. And I thank thank J-Root for for patience with me. The J-Root Communication Network. I still have the idea, and we're going to do it. You know what? You know what? My life is busy, but, uh, but, uh, but we have to, I, 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 I will have time. I will have time, but. You know? You know what? It was a, it was a. But you should be a you know? Yeah, listen. But I don't, I love my life. Some, my life is not normal. My life is my life. I wouldn't want anybody else's. And I think that's for every, every kid. That is out there, and every adult needs to know. This is what you have, and enjoy it. Enjoy it, whatever it is. It's it's. I once knew a person that was very short, and he had the best attitude I ever heard because he said, he said, "Oh, I couldn't handle being tall." <laughs> he says, "I'd see so many things I don't. I like it from down here." He goes, I don't have to see everything. He was at a Levaya. And someone, someone saw them bringing out the body. And the guy was all, all, all upset. He says, see, I'm down here. I don't have to see it. <laughs> it's all in your attitude. Yeah, it's, all it's all in your attitude. You know, I don't, I, 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 I saw, I don't know if I you got it, my, my, uh, video clips about what you practice. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's so really, Amazingly, yeah. I just uh, I repeat it so many times now. This is what you practice. <laughs> it's, That's right. That's it's right. what we practice. That's right. Practice joy will be. <laughs> That's right. And the truth is, the truth is that, that 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 is that is about everything. And if we think about how much we repeat over and over again, of what's the most repeated thing in tefillah? It's our relationship with Hashem. That is what the entire tefillah is about. Very little about asking. We have tahina. Hashem doesn't want us to be saying, I'm sorry all day. There's a little alhet, little tahanunim. But everything else is our relationship with Hashem. Because the message is, there's nothing more important. There's nothing more important to Hashem and to us. And you know what? The, the, the Chinuch says that Kibud Avaim is a prototype of our relationship with Hashem. And anybody who sees Hashem's emphasis on his relationship with us, that it's the most important, needs to know that is the most important thing for us with our children, is our relationship with them. They should know how much we love them. They should know how much we care. And don't mistake what I'm saying to say we should be letting kids do everything, letting kids go and, 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 and you know, freedom. No. With rules. But when a kid breaks a rule, not to go bananas and crazy and throw the kid out and they, to say, I love you. You're doing something wrong. You got to correct it. And, but because I love you. 
You know, the, the word love, it's so important. It's really so important that we, we don't, we don't know how important this. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, a few, few weeks ago, we had a question about a mother called here to the station. And she asked like this, I have a boy, 14 years old, and he come from school. He want me to argue, to argue him. What should I do? Oh, <laughs> and I was so, and basically we was very, very furious, you know, because this is really something that is very important to all of us. So I have to say, it's, I have to stop, for, for interrupt you for one second. Anybody who has this problem, I beg you to be mature enough to realize that you have an issue and deal with your issue. There are so many good therapists out there. Go pick one and tell them your story and let them help you give love because your children should not be a victim of your issue. I'm not blaming you. You may have gone through something in your life or experienced something that caused you pain, it caused you a difficulty expressing love, but I am blaming you for not helping yourself. I, w- I want to say something that, you know, yes, you know, unfortunately we see a lot of family that, uh, and that's, we got a response from, from people, you know, just the people calling us and that, uh, one, one, one lady just told us that she doesn't remember any ag and all her life until she grew up and she realized that she's missing so much. And it only give me tears and, and my, and my eyes to listen to this and, People don't understand, you know, they sometimes they're using the, 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 the halakha as, as the rules, but halakha doesn't say it, you know. Halakha said that you don't love your kids, don't love this. Halakha said after, uh, uh, you know, it, it means that you just have to, to give, show love, you know, you don't have to go muchi muchi all day, but you know, you have to see the warmth and the, the love, and the kids has to see it. And I said, I said, you know, you know, the famous song, All You Need Is Love. That's right. And I, I would say that it's not only kids. We all need love. It doesn't matter if zero age to 120 years, this, we all need everybody this getting needs everybody needs love. And you know something? It's, it's so interesting because, because the, the, the way HaKadosh Baruch who created us, the first months of life, all communication, is through touch. And Hashem is explaining to us the communication begins with touch. And then it turns into eye contact. And then it translates into expression. And the words that we use later on in life are the last level. But the first level, the base hot wire of, 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 of communication is touch. I would say, I would say that it's come, I know in the most or many research that they said about even the, the pregnancy, in the pregnancy when you talk to the, to the, uh, baby in, you know, and you just padding yourself and it, it's, it's amazing to see that they, they and they make a, a research, very, very famous research that an orphans, that kids or hospital, that kid was deserted by the parents. That's right. This is from in, in Croatia. And when does it come out? It comes out when they're 9 and 10 and 11 years old. That's when they lose and they become 
children who have no feelings. No feeling, no nothing, you know. It's and they have now, there are certain, there are certain hospitals. CHOP, I think, is one of them in Philadelphia. They have people who are called coddlers. <laughs> what they are is people who come in for premature babies. Their job is to just hold the baby and stroke the baby. Parents can't do it all day. So this way the baby has that warmth. It has, and they found that these children advance much more, much more. And they come to be a human, That's not right. a monsters. You know, unfortunately you get, get monsters and people don't know how to express the feeling or they don't have any feeling at all, you know. But you know what? Hashem has though, for anybody that's mature enough to understand that the Torah gives us an obligation to show love. A husband has an obligation to show love to his wife, to be kind to his wife. It's a Torah mitzvah. He has to do. He has to buy his wife things. He has to take care of her. He has to be, he has to be loving to her. He has to be kind to her. It's, 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 because, because this is, even, 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 every year, when we read on Kippur, about the Seir Azazel, the Kohen pushes him off the cliff backwards. Why backwards? The sensitivity of Hashem, not to push forward is Azut, it's Azariyut, backwards, that's with, 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 with humility, Compassion. Compassion. It, it's, it, you know what? So a very good friend of mine who's an unbelievable therapist and he always, he speaks to me all the time. He, he said he was giving a, 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 a lecture to parents in a girls school and he told them, you have to hug your daughters a few times a week. You have to find an opportunity to hug your daughters. So someone stood up and said, you have the Astaira on this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing, but I should be but crying. It's a, it's a I should crime. be crying. Yeah. I should be crying. I will never forget my, one of my, my Gidesh Yurim was now one of the, one of the Vedats in Yushalayim. He's one of the Avebetim in Yushalayim. And we were once on Shabbat afternoon, we were in the middle of a peel pool, five of us. With him, we're asking on the sugya. We were very into learning. It was very, it was mamash into sugya. And he looked at his watch. He said, "Slicha, I have an appointment. I have to go." So this was a person that pasak puma megersa. His mouth never stopped learning. He was always learning. He stopped learning. He had an appointment. And half hour later. I saw him. He was walking in Talpiot. I'm on an Atsiv then. It was fields. There was no buildings. Yeah. He was walking with his daughter. His nine and a half, ten year old daughter holding her hand. He was talking to her. He was walking with her. He sat on a rock. He was telling her stories. That's what, that was his appointment. Well. And he, he said, he said, so I said to him, I said, I said, wow. He says, what would be if my daughter would see that, 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 that I, that I prioritized over the time I promised her? He, he said, this wasn't a kiviut. That we didn't have a kiviut with him. We chanced on him 
And we asked him a shayla. So we were talking. He wouldn't schedule with her during a seder. But, but this is, this is, when you, when you met Rav Chaim Kanievsky's wife, Aleha Shalom, this was, she was a person, you could tell she had a relationship with, with, she had a relationship because she, her warmth and her caringness and her goodness. This is, she's Rav Yashiv's daughter. This is the, the, you know, but listen, listen, I want to stress that if a parent has difficulty with this, don't say it's okay. Don't say it's the right thing. Don't say that the people that are doing it are wrong. Just quietly get help. I promise you, you will be so much happier in life. Again, I, I, and the children will be, you know, I want to tell you, I, I, I some, something that, you know, we, we all doing mistakes. We are parents, you know, we, we doing mistakes as, as, as a human and parents. Many times you see we don't have time, we're running, you know, all this kind of, uh, money issues, tuition, all this around us. And, uh, sometimes we don't have time to our, to our family. So I, I would say, and that's what I did in my life, you know, I'm telling you, I just, you know, I know that I used to go to, uh, now my kids are outside of the house, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, all of them, okay. <laughs> I miss them so much. Uh, but I used to go at night, you know, they're sleeping, they're sleeping. I pat them in a, in a cheek and say, I love you. And you can see the smile, the, even the sleeping, they see mm-hmm. it, you know, they feel it, you know. It's nothing, you know, give a, a, a kiss on the forehead and then they're doing the sleeping. It's a total different. You know, the kids get up in the morning. They feel, and you know, I used to go and I see my kids sleeping in their bed, in their room. I said, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, they are not in the street. They were, you know, they have, they love to come. They come home, you know, now from the yeshiva. They come to their bed, you know, and they're sometimes sleeping 12 hours because, right. you know. Right. And I said, you know, wow. <laughs> Even I got a little upset a little bit late on the shul. But I said, I'm happy that they feel the house, right. they're the house, it's their you house. know. It's their house. And that's, you know what? It's their home. It's, you know. It's, it's their home. It's their home. And this is, this is, and I think that, I think that that's, that's something that, you know, we have to, we have to, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean not to discipline. That doesn't no, no, mean. No, no, no. This, 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 this. They have nothing to do with the other. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, all contrary, I said that is kids expecting you to be disciplined them. They want to see the border. They want to see the parents assertive. They want to see the parents that knows. Definitely if you're doing a chad bapeh, chad bapeh, you don't, what you're doing is you, let's say you tell, you tell the kids, oh, don't use this uh, device and yourself, you're just uh, uh, stacking with this device. It's it's wrong. It's double standard. You right. cannot do it. But when you teach your kids and you see that you care about them, you tell them you don't do it because I love you, because I care about it. This is what something is very that, important. That 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 is that is when it makes a difference. And that that is the key. And you know something? It's also just the way the examples you set for your kids, the examples that we yes. set for our kids. That that, and sometimes it's really hard because sometimes. Sometimes it's something that we catch ourselves on and I'll say to myself, I don't want to do it, but I had, I had an, an iPad from, an iPod from a long time ago. And I grew up with music and my music was my whole life. 
I went to music life, school. No? <laughs> yeah, I went to the, for school for music, and so I have I had an iPod full of all my songs from my childhood, everything I downloaded, I had all set up, they were gone, beautiful, and the, 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 most of them were English music from the 70s and it. And I'm sitting there, I keep my iPod, and my son says to me, Dad, could I, could I use your iPod? I said to myself, this is the test. Simcha Cohen, what's your priority? Is your priority what, do I want my kid to have an iPod with English music? No. Do I want my kid to go, I grew up out of town a different day, a different age, music was different, everything was different, that doesn't mean it was, and I really hadn't listened to it in ages, but it was my, it was my, 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 it was my, I, I liked it. And so I made a decision. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to erase it. Well, and I erased it. But I, but I erased it together with my son. I said, because now you know how important it is for me that you listen to Jewish music. Yeah, you know, it happened to me. I, I didn't, I didn't erase it, uh, but I, 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 my son, I, I, I gave my children int of listen something, you know, I said, this is not the music that we, uh, we are listening anymore. And that's basically, and I, I really loved, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, it was music it's, from it's, our childhood, yes. it memories, but you know what? Yeah. I started listening to some of the Jewish music yes, now I, and it sounds I, just I, like I, the music exa- then. Exactly, exactly. You know, I start getting to the, our ears starting getting to the, to the, uh, my ears. You you know, I never, I never, exp- I never knew about Jewish music. Let's put this. I never knew about Jewish music. I know every, every rock and all this. But I remember, I remember that, that when I was younger, I, there was this group, ABBA, and they were coming out with a new album, and I wanted it so badly. And my father, who was a Rav Hashuv Ma'od, he he took me to buy it. He let me buy it with my own money. But he said, because you this is what you want, then you can have it. And it wasn't what he approved of, but he allowed it to me because he knew that's what it, it was important to me. And because he allowed it to me, I was able to respect him with it. And I never played it loud. Never because it was... It was a whole different. Time. It's it. I, I would say. I would say. You know what? I, th- this is what you build trust right. with the kids, and it's something that's very, very important. I let my kids do many things. You know, I tell you with my eyes open on them. You know, but I, I, I tell them when you you pass this border, I'm sorry. You can I, I cannot you not no come back no no back. I just I I cut I will cut it immediately. Right. And I I I ch- I'll challenge them a lot. I challenge them a lot, and Baruch Hashem, I I think that my kids are, are very okay. It's okay. They are. They're very okay. Baruch very Hashem. okay. Baruch Hashem, you know, I just no don't open my mouth too much. But you know something? No. But the truth is that, that that kids are okay when parents kill themselves to raise their kids. It's not easy. It's not easy. But uh, but you know, it's it's not easy to to raise kids. It's not easy to teach kids. It's 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 a challenging generation. It's a challenging generation. But uh but on the other hand, you have such some chidush from the children that comes out, some creativity, some the kids are 
very creative. Did you ever hear this CD from Waterbury? They have a CD of songs that they made up that are mamash beautiful nigunim. And I have to, I have to get it for you. Yeah. It's, it's, it, the, the nigunim are mamash beautiful. Waterbury is, uh, what is the Rabbi uh, Levine over there? I'm not sure the rabbi, it's Yeshiva. No, no, but the Yeshiva, the guy, the guy, the the Baruch Levine is there, no? He's one of the rabbis. Baruch Levine is one of the rabbis. So he's, okay, he's a very talented person. Very talented. But they have the songs and the Bachar made them up and they're beautiful. They're beautiful. I can listen to it when I want to, when I want to rap, he'll have real hitlavut. I listen to it and, and, you know something that to, to use your talent, you know, to use your talent to serve Hashem, that's like, that's like, the, that's the name of the game. You know, we do have a phone number. I might as well say it. 718. 683-5858. 718-683-5858. And we have text also 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. And I don't know if Laser Diamond is listening to us, you I know, just. I don't know, I don't know. Because, uh, long time I didn't Long time, me. I know. Well, it's because I'm, 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 because I'm a slouch. I haven't, I haven't, uh, man, I said. Last week, I, I it wanted, was my mission. I, I wanted to come in and yeah. I, and I couldn't. Because, this is, this is my, uh, my, it's, it was my, it was my, uh, not punishment, it was my lesson. Okay, we have a question here. Do, do you see okay. the text? I don't, no? I'm, I'm looking for them, okay. Okay, how, how would you explain uh, to a pre-1A child the difference between him and a teacher? So the answer is, a pre-1A child is at an age that is something called egocentric. And egocentric means that they really don't have a very strong understanding of somebody else. So I would want to know what the, what you mean the difference between them and a teacher. On the most simple level, it's authority. The child has to understand that this teacher is authority. And that's the way I would explain it to them. For them to get a deeper understanding. So you have two approaches with pre-1A. You have authority and you have love and excitement. So a Rebbe has to have two hands, a Mora has to have two hands. And they understand authority. They understand rules. They understand, um, they understand consequences. They don't really understand anger because anger is some, they don't, they don't really register. They'll see it as something that they don't want to experience, but they generally don't integrate it into themselves. They don't bring it into themselves and think that it's their fault. They see the teacher as angry. Um, but they do respond to positive stimulation. Very immediate. Pre-1A children don't, you don't have very emotionally lasting relationships with your pre-1A teachers. <laughs> because kids are not forming long relationships then. But I do remember Mrs. Reva Levison, may she rest in peace, 
who was my pre-1A teacher, who was very kind to me. And she let me water the potato plant every day. <laughs> and she also used to let me give out snacks. And she always told my father that I was a nice boy, even though sometimes I was very annoying. Those things I do remember. So that's this is very very strange because we we are right now a little bit older than twelve uh, years old, and we still remember you know remember the really pre one when pre one nursery uh, more, and it's amazing to see that uh, and uh, even you know just the nasty more that you cannot erase. Oh, I remember. It. Oh, I, that, I also uh, remember okay. the more that lied. Yeah, I had Mora, a Mora that used to scream. She's going to the principal and she's go to the bathroom all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and we knew it in first grade. And I remember yeah. the Mora that she was a liar. Yeah, and when she got me in trouble, I said to my parents, "But she's a Shakranit." <laughs> I got thrown out of first grade the first day. No, oh. because Mora first ten minutes because the Mora came in and said, "Shave my hair." And I said, shave your own hair. <laughs> and she threw me out. <laughs> she said, never in my life to have a kid. I first word in class, he gets thrown out. Wow. And that was Rabbi Cohen's son. My father was a rabbi, was, was a president of the school. It was bushes. <laughs> But, but no, but this this is something that you remember. But I want to say something about elaborate about the kids that uh, really they're looking for authority. You know, then try always they try trying to test you, and I think that yirat shamaim will come because if they have yirat adults, right. you know, this is very important for for growing up for kids, teaching the kids right. yirat you know, kavod, but, to but, but, respect and kavod. Right. But yirasha ba'ahava, meaning, meaning love and fear out of respect and out of desire to satisfy. That's what we're talking about. That you love and you respect out of desire to satisfy because they want to make you happy. And also, when you, when you, you reserve, if you are structured and strong, with them, then you reserve the right, then you have the right to get angry periodically because you earn that right to show them toughness. But the main thing is telling them what to do. This is what you need to do. That makes them feel secure. That makes them feel confident. Exactly. They they want to see that you have a father or mother that knows what they're doing because right. they will test the testing us all the time. That's right. All the time the That's testing the us. That's of their goals. Yes. And if you, if they, if you stand solid, they understand you are solid. If you're starting giving up and it's coming, you, you know, I want, let's say that, you know, sometimes in the supermarket, the kid starts running and want, want something from, from the mother and starts screaming and beating and all this stuff. And the mother embarrassed that, uh, and she given. And then next time it will be double and triple. Right. That if she's standing solid and that's it, no is no. I understand. It will back up. It will but, take time. But, but we learn, we learn from the, from the Avot and from the Shifte, from the Shifte Ka, that it can't, it has to be with compassion also. It has to be with compassion also. Definitely, In other yes. words, when I once had to have my son leave the table, it happened once in my entire life. My, my son left the table. I didn't eat. Until he came back. So he said, why didn't you eat? I said, it's not a table without you sitting here. I'm not going to sit here and eat if you're not here. 
when you come back, now my Shabbat table is full. I feel terrible. I'm sitting here stuffing my face when you're not. So, and he reminded me of this lately. He said, I remember that, Dad, because that means I'm not happy to, it's not that I'm looking to get rid of him. I needed the behavior to stop. And the only way I could do that was to ask him to yeah. leave. That's, and, that's all true because, you know, we, we don't start eating until everybody's sitting on a table. That's right. You know, my wife, every day, we are not starting eating. That's kavod. It's kavod and it's show the, uh, you know, respect and uh, gratitude to the, the person that make the, are doing all the, all this, uh, you know, it, preparation. It, you know, when I grew up in Rochester, New York, there were no kosher restaurants at all. My mother, she made supper every night of the week at six o'clock. Start with salad, soup, main dish, set the table from soup to nuts every night. And any one of my siblings will tell you that every meal ended the same way. Very good, Mrs. Cohen. Everything was delicious. Salamideki. Thank you very much. And this was every night. My mother was making dinner, but my father taught us thank you, appreciation. And, and, and also, you know, there are certain things. And you know what? I just want to tell you that every opportunity that you have to be nice to a child, every opportunity, you are planting a seed and you are creating history. You are creating history because you... You have no idea how that will make a difference. I have zochet to have times people. I get emails. I get I get Facebook notices. Kids, one kid who was my much difficult kid. He he emailed me. He said I got your email from Facebook, and I'll tell you that I was such a difficult kid, but you made me feel like you loved me and you cared about me. And I always pray that my children should have a principle like you. Amen. Uh, I just, just jumping from the topic, uh, and we have uh, the response to the text, you know, and the question is, I, I mean, I mean that, uh, what do you call it? One second. That if adult is not a friend. Yes. Okay. So I think that that, that is what I meant when I said authority. That, that, that they, they have to differentiate between the fact that this person has to be able to exert authority. And very often, pre-1A teachers make this mistake. And because they are lucky enough to teach Kishmak, little Yingala, so they, they get a little too chummy with the kids. And a teacher is not allowed to do that. Not allowed to do that. Teacher, kids not allowed to sit in the teacher's chair. Kids not allowed to touch the teacher's desk. Not because the teacher is a tyrant, but because that's what the kid needs to learn. And this is for their benefit. For sure. For their benefit, because when you break the boundary and you break the fences, the kids can go up and uh, without any control. That's and right. it's, it can do whatever you want and nobody can stop him. I want to tell a story, very famous story that we, uh, we, we I said this a few times, uh, about the Hafez Chaim that he, did he refused to talk with one of the Melamed, Melamed, and for many years. And the, this Melamed, this Rabbi, come to him, approach him, please, why you don't want to talk with me? Why you don't? 
And after a, a few years that he refused to talk with him, he told him, you know why? You remember this label, this label, this young, young, young boy? He said, yes, this Shagetz, this was, you know, this guy that was making me trouble, all this stuff. You know, because of you, I become the mess murderer. And this is Lev Totsky. And he was in this cheder, and the, the rabbi couldn't stand him. It was, I don't know what, you know, the reason probably was Shagetz from the, from, but he could save him. He could save millions of people life. But when he pushed him away, and you know what? You Rejection know what? is terrible. I had a teacher that was working for me, and he said, I can't stand this kid. So I said, then you can't teach this kid. If you can't stand this kid, because who can stand this kid? I said, the only one, if you can't stand this kid, then you're not doing your job. What do I hire you? To, to love the kids that are lovable? I'm hiring you to save this kid's life. And to this kid's life. And it's not easy. I don't want to say it's easy. I had a kid who was so annoying. He used to make me so crazy. And I was going to quit my job. I spoke to my Rebbe, Rabbi Rotman. I want to talk for a few minutes about my mashkiach in Israel, Rabbi Aryeh Rotman Zatzal, who was the mashkiach in the Rosh Shiva of Merkaz Torah. I learned there for five years. And my whole life, I owed to this person. It was a tzaddik, Yusod Olam. And not a man with big fanfare, a man that changed the world in his derech musar. But I called him and I asked him the she'ela. I said, I can't stand this kid. He sits in front of me. He makes me insane. He just makes me crazy. What should I do? I think I need to quit. So he told me, take him for ice cream. After school, take him for ice cream. I said, maybe if you didn't hear what I said. I said the kid really drives me crazy. He goes, take him for ice cream. Samcha, I'm telling you. So the only good thing was that I liked ice cream. So I was like in for ice cream. I wasn't in for the kid. Took him for ice cream once. He told me, take him for pizza. Take him for ice cream. Take him for pizza. Before you knew it, he stopped bothering me. Before you knew it, I started getting close to him. I started finding out things about him. We became very close. And his year ended very tragically. His mother passed away and he went to Eretz Israel and they didn't come back. I saw him in Landau's 10 years after that. He recognized me. And he came over to me and he said, you started loving me one day. It changed my life. And I had no idea. I had no idea. And there, there's a rabbi in the yeshiva who was, who was a... Who was, Actually, he has a yeshiva himself who once reminded me, he goes, you don't remember you bought me an ice cream cone. I said, I don't remember. If I, I... He was in camp. He was homesick. He was sitting and crying. I bought him an ice cream. Who wouldn't do that? It's such a silly thing. He said, I went over the canteen and I said, you give this kid the fattest, biggest ice cream that you have. And I know it's true because I use that lotion. <laughs> That's my lotion. He said, you, you changed my whole day. You changed my whole summer. Did I ever think about it in a hundred years that, but, but understand something. When you do these things, you are doing Hashem's work. You can't even believe it. When you come home, parents think they need to deprive their kid. 
Give your kid a prize. Heck yeah, for nothing, for no reason. Just because you love them. Just give them something. Don't reward them for everything. So they think that, 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 that being good is a business. But for no reason. You're coming home one day. Bring a donut. Do something just out of Yotze Dauphin, out of the clear blue sky. Why? I have, to, why, what do you mean why? Do I have to have a reason to bring you a donut? Because I love you. Because you're my kid. Because I know you like it. That's all. I, it, it's, it's, it's so simple. To know what your kid likes to get that for your kid. For your spouse. Because you like it. I, I, I got married because of a can of Diet Coke. <laughs> so I was principal in school and I was dating this girl and, and she, it was not, we were dating with a Shadchan and it wasn't Sanua. So she, she had a friend call me up and say, please go outside your building. There's something for you. So I went outside and there was a ice cold Diet Coke that she bought for me because it was a hot day. And she had her, she had a friend call me to tell me that it was there for me. And I said, wow, this person thought of me and bought me a Diet Coke? That made a huge difference to me. That makes a difference. When we make that, when we, when we, and you know what? We look for it, for Hashem, we see it. How many times we see little things. We say, Hashem loves me. Look at what he did. Could have been this way, could have been that way. So little, little gifts from Hashem. It's, 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 it's so exciting. You know, it, it's, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, uh, it's like something that really, when, when a person gets loved, first of all, he loves himself. That's right. And he loves the, the environment. And he loves that Kadosh Baruch Hu that give us everything. When you, somebody ate or don't feel the love, it just doesn't, and nothing, nothing. You can put him, uh, and it, it doesn't appreciate the love of the Kadosh Baruch Hu. Nothing, you know, we, we see it in the other religious, unfortunately, you know, see, that we grow up on eight. That's right. You don't have an appreciation for nothing. But even parts of Judaism, they believe in a God that hates and a God that's angry. I don't have a, that's not my God. My Hashem is not. It's not. (laughs) You know what? It's so, Moshe Abedu was, Thought of the Yud Gimel Midot, Hashem Hashem Kerachum Echanun. So, what did he do? He found the way to calm Hakadosh Baruch Hu down. And so, what did he get? Hakadosh Baruch Hu made him these words immortal, because Keilu Kaviachol, the biggest chesed you could do for me is to calm me down. And we often fall into that trap. When someone is telling you they're upset about somebody, we fall into the trap and we, and we egg them on. They say, you know, you're right. He did that. It's not good. You're doing the person no justice. You're doing the person no justice. Don't make them right. Someone did that to me recently. I said, I don't want you to tell me I'm right. I want you to tell me to calm down. It's not worth it. I want you to tell me Leave it alone. It's not worth it. Calm down. That's what you can do for me. Don't tell me. I don't need to know I'm right. I don't need to know it's good to be angry. Tell me. Tell me. Calm down. Tell me. Don't wake. Don't make a beat. It's not a big deal. That's the chesed we can give. 
you know what? In, in, people like the, like the drama. They like yeah. the drama. My father, Allah taught me many things. One of the things he taught me was when you see somebody doing something wrong and somebody else is pointing it out to him, someone once came, I was there as a witness, came to my father with printed documents about somebody that was supposedly speaking Afi Korsut, speaking things that were wrong. So my father read it, and it was emails, it was... So my father said... I'm not, he was, he was made two months before he died. He was very sick. He said, I'm not very sophisticated, but I think that it's possible for somebody to send an email from somebody else's address. I think it's possible that someone could type my name on an email on my computer. So I don't know. How do I know that this is, is there a, is there like a, a way, a signature to know whether this is really this person? So the guy says, well, it came from his email. So I, said, yeah, I know. But someone could pick up my phone and send and, and send an email. Those times it wasn't phone. Someone could send an email from my computer. But then my father said something much, much more important. He goes, but I have a different question. If this is true... My stomach is hurting. I'm getting a stomach ache. I want to cry. If this is true, that this person actually said these things about Torah Shabbat, this person's kofir ba'ikar, and he's saying these things, then why aren't you crying? I'm, I don't believe it. And I'm thinking, if it is believable, I want to cry. You organize it like, like, like it's your favorite things. You have it all set up, laminated and organized, like like Yehidushet Torah Kaviacho. What is the joy over here? What is the joy over here? This is Rachmanalit's land. Care of a scandal. So you know what? I had I had a situation. I went to Chambaruch Sechat Sadiq Levracha, and it was a, a scandal. A person admitted to something. And it was a question of whether I could do therapy with the person. The person admitted. So the first thing Hamaruch said, he paused and he said, he started, I see a tear in his eye. He said, he says, if it's true, so then it's too painful to think about. He says, so how do you know? I said, the person admitted. He said, and Adam misim You cannot believe the person. And you have to go help them. I said, but you know what? Every other therapist sent them away and said you, they can't treat them. He said, then you have to treat them. You have to do it. He said, because this is, they need help. And it's, and this is the, and he said, but not getting into the, into the, the meat and potatoes of it. And then, the, the ke'ev, the ke'ev, the pain of Kal Yisrael, when people have problems, people, you know, you know, it's, it's gotta be something, it's all about Ahavat Yisrael, it's all about keeping focus. It's about keeping focus. You know, and uh, I would say that uh, very important to keep our, you know, every time that I think that, 
supposed to be the, the seller sold the house with a tenant that's supposed to leave the house in a, in a few months and it's already like seven months that the the, the family is basically uh, living in a basement and waiting mm-hmm. for the waiting for the the, the other um, uh, you know tenant to leave their house that they bought yeah so I I tell you I spoke with the I was I spoke with the husband and the and the wife And I told you, I'm not objective about it. Because I tell you one, I remember myself in the same situation. I had the same situation that the landlord basically sold the house on me. <laughs> And with the four kids, Israeli guys, nobody want to rent you. Nobody, you know, nobody. And with whatever you want, whenever nobody, nobody, I, I want, you know, we, it was a year of nightmare. That basically, I call, I call it Tova, in the end it was become, like, I call it Tova, but was, you know, every Friday we had got like another letter from a lawyer, and we keep pay, paying the, the mortgage, the rent, we keep the... The feeling of the, not being wanted exactly. is horrible. So, and, and you know, I told the person, the person, listen, just consider this, they don't have to place to go, it's a fam- big family, it's 10 people, 10 children. Oh And where are they going? They're trying to find the house. The front of it, it's not simple. And, you know, <laughs> and last night, I, had, I, I got, I got phone call from the husband and the husband tell me, you know, thank you for the chizuk. I really, I really appreciate my wife taking it. It's a little bit tough because the place that we're living now, they have a new tenant above us. Oh no. Above us. And listen to this. And this tenant make a lot of noises. And I said, I told the person, the person, listen, now, this is the second lesson that you have to listen now. Now, when you have somebody in the basement, you will appreciate to keep your children quiet and not making noise. That's right. And learn from this because Akadosh Baruch Hu doesn't send you a, 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 you know, trial without giving you a lesson. That's right. And it was, you know, and I told, I told him, listen, talk with your wife about it. Because when you minute a minute you move to the your house and somebody will live in your basement and the basement hopefully, so you have to understand that or oh, and attached to you. And I told you know my wife listened to this. My wife was listening to this conversation, and she told me, Nisim, I remember all the time that you used to tell the kids, the neighbors, the neighbors, the neighbors, don't make the noise, the neighbors. It's not because I am ashamed of my kids, because I, I consider that the neighbor need to sleep. You know, sometimes right. they sleep. Kids running, you know, kids doesn't have any hours. Can go up and down in the staircase and that. And especially when you attach or in the apartment building. Right, right, right. So this is something to listen to, uh, to listen to the, to this lessons that Akadosh Borus put it in our eyes. That's right. If we don't look on the other side, We are blind and That's we right. don't care about nobody except ourselves. That's right. And you know what? You know what? I, I have something to add on to that, which personally for me, 
is if I'm a, if I'm in a situation where Kadosh Baruch Hu forces me into such a situation, it's really a forced chesed. Hashem is forcing me into a situation where I have to do a chesed that I don't want to do, but I have to do it. So you know what? That's Hashem telling me, Simcha Kawan, you need this shot. You need to do this. This is what your neshama needs for tikkun. You need to do this. And you're going to go leave and you're chosen to do this. And later in life, how many times do I say back to Hashem, you know what? It's because of this I did. You know what? I'm so happy. I just think about me and I, and I bank on it. And I was, I heard from the voice of Rav Chaim Kreisworth himself. It was like four weeks ago. That he said that when he was a bacher and in Europe, he came from a wealthy family and he had a room with a blanket and a pillow and a bed. And there was a blind man that used to sleep on the bench in shul. So he told the blind man, he was 14, he told him, I have an extra bed and blanket and pillow. Come to my room, I have an extra one. So he put the blind man in the bed and he slept on the floor for most of the winter. Till some balabas walked over to the blind man and said, you know, this yeshiva bacher is sick. He's sleeping on the floor without a blanket, without anything. He's going to get sick. Give him back his bed. So the blind man ran away. So Rabbi Kreiser said that when he was captured by the Nazis in the war, there were three times in 24 hours. The first time they were lined up and they were being shot by in the head and thrown into the pit. So he said, I thought to myself, Hashem, my tefillah, it's not tefillah, because who could concentrate on tefillah in those days? He says, my learning, I'm 14 years old. How much did I learn already? He says, one thing I did, belev shalem, bekulo nafshi, I did this chesed for this person. Please, please help me for this chesed. He said, when the Nazi fired the gun, the bullet did not come out. He jumped in the pit, and later that night he climbed out. Then he was in the forest that night, and a Nazi caught him in the forest. He said to the Nazi, who's going to know if you shoot me? Who's going to know? And he said, the Nazi, Benes, shot in the air and let him run away, which was something that never happened. He said there was a third time, but he promised he would never tell what the third time was because he said if he realized the greatness of this har for the, of this thing that he did, he wouldn't have wasted it in this world. Oh, well. So he saved it just a little bit for the next world. So he wouldn't tell about it. He said, but there was a third time he was saved by And another thing he told me was, he said, we never know you, what you were saying, Nisim, about Dan Lekav Zechut. He says, nowadays, you hear about a person that's Moser, person that gives over somebody to the authorities to get in trouble. We say, a person, he says, what would you think about a person that snitches on somebody and the person gets, the person gets killed? Horrible person. What about a person that snitches on somebody to the Nazis? Says to Nazis, that guy's a Jew. So it's a horrible person. No, nothing worse. He said, what would I tell you 
If you, I told you I had that Nisayon. He said it was me and another guy. He had fake papers. And he was going to show his papers. And he was going to get set free. Leaving me alone with the Nazi, which meant definitely I was going to get killed. The two of us together, we had a good chance to overpower the Nazi. I asked him, please don't show your papers. Stay with me. So save my life. Save both their lives. He said, no. I have papers, I have to go. He says, you think no matter how from I was, I didn't want at that moment to tell the guy that this guy's not, this guy's a Jew? I wanted more than anything else to save my life. This guy's a Jew. I didn't. So am I a Shagitz for having that Nisayon, for having that test? No, we never know a person's test. We never, and this, this is something that I, I know, I didn't experience this, but I had to experience that some people just bring you to the cliff. And I, I'm upset about myself that at the thinking about the th- bad things, you know, this is really right. upsetting uh, that to think about it. Because I, I had, I had an Nisayon, somebody, somebody did to, uh, uh, to me something very bad. And my, my guy, my guy told me, Nisim, let's go to the authority. And I said, no way. And no way. And I, I tell you, it's, and if you ask me and, the, and you add this kind of, you know, inside just to, to I don't know, not call, call it revenge or something like this, but something to, to see that you cannot go step on other people and uh, get get away from this. Can't. But 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 I know I know that everything is written down, everything down, and make me upset about thinking bad about it. You know that's what this is what make me upset. No, but but that, that, that's the magic that we have to work to. That is the magic that we have to work to. That's where we have to get to. And this was he was fourteen. He was fourteen, fifteen. So we have this is a lifetime ajaga, but that's where we have to get. It's good to be back. Okay. Good to be good to be with you too here in the studio and good to uh, to all our dear listeners that uh was sitting quietly on the lines and uh, you know we have we have problems with the apps but you can see us and uh dot uh, com and Jerry Facebook on Facebook and all the other rest. Thank you and all the best. Have a good night.